Allison, I got a question hey, for you. James, I've got an answer for you. Yeah, awesome. I um, I've got a I've got a little quiz here, uh, a little generator, if you will. Okay. Uh, and I think it'll it'll be pretty uh, illuminating uh, for the for the start of this uh, conversation. Uh, so real a, quick, is this a minion thing? Is an illumination? Um, because. Uh, no but hold on i am typing (laughs) that real quick all right no find a way to include minions fantastic (laughs) well i mean it's made by illumination and this you said it would be illuminating so i figured like a yeah we'll get there we'll connect those dots okay okay okay, okay. cool 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 cool, cool. um but yeah for right now all i'm gonna need is uh what uh what month were you born um april april okay uh, and what what day in April were you born on? The twentieth. Okay, April April twentieth. You say for the the good old four twenty itself. A. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Well, uh, it's a it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, Castlevania Prelude of Damnation. Uh, my name is Castlevania Dirge of Devotion. Um. <laughs> oh, are are you gonna talk to me about Castlevania? I'm going to talk to you about Castlevania and I'm going to talk to you about uh, the best one. 100% certainly. Um, I don't actually know if that's true. I haven't played all of them, Um, but I'm going to talk to you about a pretty landmark one. I haven't played Um, every Castlevania game. Fake fan. Yeah. Hey, listen, I actually (laughs) I I have a great uh, bit about that. So, okay. (laughs) Well, I the way I mm-hmm. played this game, we're talking about Castlevania yep. Symphony of the Night, which oh. is yeah, for, for those of you that don't know, that that specific game is the reason Castlevania is half of the term Metroidvania. It is a pretty big deal in terms of innovation for 2D platformers, uh, especially in their in in the development of them being nonlinear. Um legendary game uh it was made in uh 1997 for the playstation one it was uh, published by konami uh it had a release on the saturn and a couple other like re-releases um but i actually <laughs> the way i played this game was on a psp copy of castlevania dracula chronicles x in which you have to get to a certain part of a certain stage and find the bonus game, which is the entirety of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, um, and then play it just like by going into the bonus menu on a completely different game. Uh, apparently, I was looking this up. That's one of the best versions of the game to play. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's such it, a weird... Okay. It's great. It it has apparently a couple fixes. Um, there there's the 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 PlayStation version was the original, and a lot of people cite it as the best. Um, there's there's versions that replace some of the voice acting. There's versions that add new features. Um, for the most part, I think there's one or two features, or they they updated the voice acting. Uh, in the the PSB PSP bonus version. <laughs> um, weird. Okay. Yeah. Um. Side note about the voice acting as well. Uh, this is, I believe, the first a Castlevania game that featured proper voice acting. Before then, it was just you know text boxes, stuff like that. Um, this is the first one where anyone actually recorded their voice lines, uh, and it doesn't happen too often in the game. But that's just kind of one example of how this was a a pretty big deal for the time. 
Um, hmm. Yeah, quick note about Castlevania before this game, because this game really represents a change in the series, uh, which reflects in a, a change in a lot of like uh, 2D video games afterwards. Uh, Castlevania up until this point, like the first Castlevania was on the NES uh, back in like the late 80s, I believe. It was it was a pretty standard, you know, left to right or sometimes right to left, um, like classic, mostly linear platformer series. Uh, they they they'd been going for a while now. They had a couple different iterations, a couple different games in the series. Um, and this game, Symphony of the Night, started with the express purpose of expanding that. Um, mm-hmm. I, there was a there was a story uh, I read somewhere where one of the the directors or developers uh, of the Castlevania series saw a bunch of Castlevania game cartridges in like the bargain bin at a game store and like at yard sales and stuff uh, and noticed from that that their series had a problem with replayability. Um, (laughs) I mean, same thing with like your your old Mario games. Like you go left to right, you beat the boss, you beat the boss, you beat the boss, you get to the end. That's kind of it. You can try and do it like faster, which is a thing that people are into, but yeah, absolutely. It's not for but, everyone. Yeah. And that I believe at the time, I mean, 1997, that was less of a community. I don't, I don't think that really took off as a concept replaying games and trying to get faster and faster and faster um, yeah. outside of like the arcade setting until a while yeah, later. That's fair. Um, But yeah, because of that experience, uh, theoretically i don't i hope that story is true because it's hysterical but i don't know if it's accurate um but this this game was designed with longevity and replay value in mind uh which was a first for castlevania and a first for a lot of uh games of this era um and yeah that's that is why uh this game becomes half of this term metroidvania because metroid uh, was also sort of refining this thing at the same time. Uh, earlier, we've talked about, I have talked about, because I have brain worms and only enjoy three different types of games ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've already talked about Super Metroid. Um, and this this yeah. comes up at around the same time and, and d- builds the same sort of environment. Um, it is it, uh, a quick summary of the actual fiction of the game. Um, you play as a character named Alucard. And I'll give you all a moment to figure out why the characters named that in a gothic horror, like monster fighting game. Um, Go ahead and write it down real quick, spell it out, uh, flip it around a little bit. And once you find out that Alucard is just Dracula backwards, you can have yourself a little chuckle and then we can move on. (laughs) Uh, I, I know Alucard as being the sexy man from the Castlevania anime. Yes, absolutely. Very, I love him. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Quick note, uh, the Castlevania anime Netflix series. Incredible. One of my favorite TV shows I've ever watched. Go watch it. Yeah, a lot of the same characters. Actually, the same Alucard, um, I believe. Alucard is like a a half vampire uh, character. Yeah. uh, Son of Dracula. Um, which uh, is, is a very big story thing in that show. Uh, and it, it pops up here as well. Dracula Tepish. Yes, Vlad Dracula Tepish, the the sexy man himself. He also, yeah, very handsome. Yes, um, very much. That that Dracula family line, ooh, I'm telling you. Oof. I mean, um, pretty much everyone in that show is like 
doing pretty well for themselves. Yeah, honestly, I yeah, uh, no no further comments. <laughs> <laughs> the the things um, yeah the, the, <laughs> the things I would do to Trevor Belmont, I would not <sighs> uh, if I say I will get in trouble. Um, but. I was gonna say back to Castlevania, but we are still talking yeah, about back, Castlevania. Back to this game, but, but honestly, <laughs> just the, the Castlevania series in general is legendary. It's one of my favorite video game series of all time, um, and this this game is a big part of the reason for that. Um, it has this big, expansive open world, uh, which actually all takes place inside Dracula's castle. Uh, you, Alucard, are arriving at the castle uh, to. Uh, if I remember correctly, you you don't know exactly what the whole situation is. It, it becomes revealed later, uh, and that's one of the big twists in the, the sort of middle and later half of the game. Um, but you are you are uh, hearing rumors of uh, Dracula being uh, threatening to be reborn. He's, he's going to rise again. They're going to assemble all five parts of Dracula's body and bring it back. Um, and even though you are Dracula's son, you don't love the guy. He's Dracula. Uh, and I, I believe Alucard at this point had also been in a previous game as a, a side character uh, dealing with all of that. So there's a little bit of, of story going into this. You're basically here in this massive Dracula's castle uh, to stop him from coming back. Um, and as you do so, you are exploring all these different rooms and wings of the castle uh, and the environment for the first time in a Castlevania game. Uh, is woven together, interconnected, and spreads out uh, in a very broad way, um, which is it, it's very indicative of these uh, developers' pl uh, plans to try to make this a a longer, more long playable game. Just because there's so much to explore, uh, and not all of it is necessary. A lot of it is a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of it has items that'll make your journey easier. Uh, in classic Metroidvania style, there's all kinds of items and powers and things you can get to make exploration easier and to open up new pathways. Um, you eventually find spells where you can shapeshift into, you know, a bat, of course, uh, and mist and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but what was also really interesting to me was the use of like RPG elements, uh, which as far as I could find was not a very commonly used uh, tactic in action games up to this point, because this this is like a platformer action game. Uh, but you have all these different uh, weapons you can find that uh, enemies can drop as you run around fighting them. Um, you have all these different uh, potions and things you can find and pieces of equipment that give you special abilities or add to your stats and things like that. Um, which was a really interesting tactic for a platformer. Um, sure, surely it had been done before in some capacity, uh, but mm -hmm. this was this was a big exposure of that concept of adding RPG elements to otherwise like unrelated games, um, which is great because now that's in every action game ever. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah, just playing the new like God of War games and like uh, the the Horizon games and things like that. Games that kind of have no business having RPG elements where it's like, oh, I get this equipment, I get a plus point two bonus to my my poop fart score. Um, yeah, I love that's getting a plus yeah. two to my poop fart score. Well, okay, yeah, that's you, you got to increase your poop fart score. That's critical to the the, the end game. 
Um, you could totally just be talking about uh, Boogerman, and you would not be incorrect. Um, not who, who? We will talk about it another time. It is, who is a this Sega, man? Sega Genesis game. Um, <laughs> Boogerman. Look it up. It's very funny. Well, we might mm. talk about it later. It's not that impressive, but it's very funny. Um, mm. Yeah, no, that's, that is uh, really neat that this this is like such a genesis for that mechanic for uh, like games even to now. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And that and I, I know I just harped on that in the modern day. And there's there's reasons that uh, developers use that now. Um, but back in Symphony of the Night, it was a really creative way to uh, like increase the depth of this game. Uh, because you have all these different uh, spells and items and things that you can put together, customize. Uh, that is part of what encourages you to go explore everything, even if you don't necessarily need to to go off up in this little corner and do this whole side thing. Uh, you might get something pretty helpful or valuable, uh, or you might find a a secret boss that'll let you like take a shortcut that otherwise you wouldn't be able to take. Um, there are a lot of bosses that have like kind of secret weaknesses. Um, that you can exploit if you find an item in a completely different part of the game. Um, it just adds a lot of interconnected systems uh, and a lot of different uh, reasons to go explore this vast environment uh, that are that I find really engaging. And a lot of people did. Um, but it, interestingly, not at first. Hmm. Um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night did not start off great. It did not uh, receive great sales, especially in the U.S., because um, I believe advertisers were not too convinced that the game was going to be a hit. So they didn't advertise it all that hard. Uh, and so it kind of it flopped at first. Uh, but eventually everyone realized, oh, wow, this game is actually big and expansive and fun. Uh, and we we should be playing this and word of mouth got around real quick while we're on the topic of advertising and the the like actual trying to spread this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did find out while uh, like during this episode, uh, one of my favorite artists of all time did the the promo art for this and that was like their first big break and their first like super notable art. It's Ayama Kojima, uh, sorry, yeah. Ayami Kojima. Uh, her art is so pretty dude it's some of my favorite art like on this planet she does incredible work in mixed media um she she uses all sorts of like crazy different techniques and recreating her art is so difficult and her art style but man the promo art for this game goes so hard yeah honestly the 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 in-game art as well it's it's such a fantastic combination of good design and good art and good like just all around great vibes um and and all that coming together is why eventually people realized oh this is a game worth playing and at this point most like video game nerds who are who are knowledgeable really about the history of games uh, will will recognize this this name and 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 praise it uh, for for all that it deserves. Honestly, pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's such a unique experience playing this game, and it's it's kind of hard to find all the right words for it. People have done so. It's a <laughs> it's a like more than two decades old game at this point. Uh, so so people have talked it to death, uh, but it's one of the biggest hallmarks of a great game and a great series is that you can't really do it again, or at least you can't do it elsewhere um Mm. like there there are some of the best series out there and some of the best games out there have a lot of imitators uh and a lot of folks that use that uh, game as inspiration or in some more nefarious ways will just try to like uh profit off of association because it kind of looks the same things like that um Mm -hmm. but this is one of those games where you really can't you can't catch lightning in a bottle and then you can't. Yeah, exactly. You you can't really have this game without all of these elements working together. The uh, we, we were talking about the art earlier. It's beautiful pixel art. Um, this is this is at a time where because it was on the PlayStation uh, where yeah. like 3D games were possible. So while some studios were kind of creeping up into that and seeing what was possible there. Uh, 2D games like pixel art games have been around for more than a decade. They were being refined. Um, and this game and a lot of other games around this era uh, are sort of the 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 big last stand of AAA 2D games with these beautiful art styles, beautiful soundtracks. Um, the, the music always fits the mood and the environment perfectly in this game. Um, and the the art and the music all have this like spooky gothic horror. Uh, action game style to it in this like beautiful chip tune um and again i I believe this is one of the games konami was known for adding extra um music tracks uh, or or music chips to their cartridges um to to kind of elevate the the kind of music that their their games can handle um and i believe um this was not one of those games but this series had done that in the past uh, and that just highlights the the attention to detail and the attention to just the the artistic side of video games where they they put so much effort into making this this beautiful uh, presentation on top of this really engaging game loop. So as you're running around this like old library filled with shuffling zombies, uh, you're you're listening to this this beautiful or really driving soundtrack in this like incredibly rendered uh, pixel art environment. And it's, it's so specific and immersive in what it is uh, that it's, I, I would absolutely recommend checking it out just for the vibes, just vibe check it. It's honestly great. Yeah, no, it, this, this sounds really neat. I, I've always wanted to play a Castlevania game, but there are so many and so many of them are quote unquote not real castlevania as i've been told Dang. by many many a, pe- a person so i've always just been like 
I I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do with any of that. So I'm just going to kind of give it a pause. I love vampires. I love spooky shit. I love gothic shit. That's like my whole aesthetic. Um, This game seems really neat. I love Metroidvanias as like a genre. I love vampires. I want to play a Castlevania game. I've never really known where to start, but this seems like it would be a, a good place to jump in. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty solid place to start. Um, I'll I'll note as well. You you talked about like loving monsters, and that reminded me one of my other favorite parts of this game is because it's so big and so varied. It has so many fun creature designs in it. There's so many. I mentioned zombies, but there's there's so much more. There's like slimes and like mythological like monsters uh in with these like classic horror like werewolves and stuff like that obviously you're fighting like dracula is is the overhanging baddie um but there's also like all all these other uh more obscure like supernatural horror creatures and it's so broad and varied and everywhere you go you're gonna find a new creature with another weird gimmick it's so much fun just to explore this this place where it's very hostile to you but at the same time it's it's very uh beautiful and creative and you just kind of want to see what's around the next corner just to be like okay well what what weird new guy is gonna throw body parts at me this time there is a five-year-old video by brian david gilbert one of one of my favorite creators um trying to find castlevania's hottest monster i do remember watching this video and going through and being like wow there are so many crazy creatures and also <laughs> so many silly little guys mm-hmm. um i yeah no that's i forgot about that video until you started mentioning how many different monsters there were i'm like i feel like i've i feel like I'd, i've heard about a bunch of the castlevania monsters for some reason mm-hmm. um and it's yeah because brian david gilbert wanted to find which one was the most kissable um yeah um fun thing about the castlevania series everyone who touches it uh just gets unbearably horny um (laughs) we exhibited that already today brian david gilbert same thing um so be wary of that if you play this game (laughs) when vampires are about it's really hard not to right I I have to imagine that's why the whole Twilight series succeeded at all, <laughs> just by merit of there are vampires in it, right? Yeah, like there's got to be some like, interesting that. and yeah. silly and yeah. Um, but man, it's uh yeah, it's it's very funny how <laughs> almost instantaneously people get horny whenever vampires show up. They're like uh i'm not a monster fucker but uh hmm. but yes you are but but yeah come on be honest with yourself look deep within yourself derek and you'll find the truth (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah derek derek just come to terms with it it's okay Mm -hmm. it'll be fine don't worry about it real with yourself todd (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i would say i I, I don't know exactly what your friend was referring to when they say it's no, uh, no real Castlevania games. Um, but there is sort of a split that this game starts because, like I said, the games before this uh, are a very specific style um, where they're they're much more linear, much more um, simpler, but also kind of more compact in a in a way that's not bad. 
Uh, it's just a, a little bit more kind of streamlined and direct experience. Uh, and those games are mm-hmm. also a lot of fun. Those are the the one on the Super Nintendo, I believe Super Castlevania 4, uh, is also mm-hmm. a, a really great game. Um, absolutely worth playing those. But if you're interested in this beginning of the, the sort of second half of Castlevania history, uh, where this and the games that come after it, there are several uh, Game Boy Advance Castlevania games that that build on this format as well, uh, and other uh, games afterwards. Um, I would, yeah, I would absolutely recommend this game as a starting point for like what did the beginnings of like more open design in uh, in what used to be a more linear kind of space look like. I'm not gonna say. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to say Dark Souls directly derived all of its ideas from Castlevania <laughs> Symphony of the Night, but go play the game and you'll make your own judgment calls. I'm sorry to bring up Dark Souls again, but it's just <laughs> every episode. Everyone's talking about it. Every episode. I'm erasing the, the one on the whiteboard. And, um. But no, it's well, you know, then, yeah. All 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 goofs aside, you can see where a lot of games afterwards took a lot of inspiration from this, uh, more so in the like design and layout than anything else. Uh, I wonder if the uh, manga Berserk took any inspiration from this, or if this took inspiration from Berserk, because um, I know that a lot of Dark Souls is lifted from Berserk as well. So hearing that this might have some influence on Dark Souls, I'm I'm curious as mm-hmm. to uh, if there's any any reference back and forth there. Because yeah, I mean certainly the uh, Berserk the manga was uh, several years before this game came out, but I think okay. this this time period was sort of a a a boom for like dark fantasy monster hunting genres one might say a, a renaissance to, to tie it back to the castlevania mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um yes certainly uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um but yeah i i think a, a lot of this uh, certainly uh symphony of the night m- must have taken some inspiration from berserk uh, and obviously from other Castlevania games before it, which all have this mm-hmm. history of drawing from like classic uh, folk, like horror uh, mythos. Um, hmm. And it's it's just impeccable, impeccable vibes. Hell yeah. This actually looks really interesting. I, I will definitely pick this one up because I like I said, I've been wanting to play a uh, a Castlevania game and yeah. I've never really known which one to play. There's so many different ones and so many different opinions as to like which one is the good one or the mm-hmm. best one or the one to play. Same reason why I've never watched a, a Star Trek is there's so much of it and everyone's like, no, just watch the next generation or no, just watch Deep Space Nine or no, just watch the original stuff or just watch. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. There's so much. I don't, I don't know where to start, dude. And same thing with a lot of these like legacy games where they've been around for such a long time, like Final Fantasy and Castlevania. I'm like, I genuinely don't know where to like pick this game up. 
Yeah, and especially when so many people have landed on which one is their favorite and which one is like, well, that one wasn't as as good, and that's why the games after it weren't like that. The the same game will have other supporters where it's like this one was yeah. a was a gem among inferior designs, and it's just it's there's so many conflicting opinions on the internet of all places. Imagine, right. yeah, um, but <laughs> but yeah, I would I would absolutely recommend this. Oh, this game came out when I was two. Yeah, <laughs> this game came out uh, before me. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I'm, I it was interesting because, like, in my brain, I don't know why, but Castlevania and Nintendo are kind of tied. I uh, always for think a long of like, time, yeah. Castlevania being a Nintendo game, but this game didn't come out for a Nintendo console. PlayStation, Sega Saturn, Xbox 360, PSP, PS4, Android, and iOS, but never on, never on a Nintendo platform, which I think is mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I believe this was one of the first Castlevania games to not come out on a Nintendo console. Because yeah, all those uh, older Castlevania games uh, were were like Nintendo Super Nintendo joints. So yeah, yeah. That, that was another sort of transition. Um, I don't have anything about that here. This none of the stuff I've read talks about it, but. Um, I'm I'm sure part of that is because of the the technical limitations uh, in yeah. this game trying to do something bigger and better. Uh, the the loading zones in between areas uh, you can tell when you play the game are specifically built to kind of let you like take a breather and let the game pull up the next section, which mm-hmm. I imagine was only doable on certain hardware at the time. Uh, so yeah. that's, there's, there's there's a lot of that going into it as well. Um, and there are there are a couple like limited 3D effects in this game as well. It's not very common, but it, it's really cool to see that in a 2D game, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is it is definitely quite interesting. I think this came out like right around the time that uh, Nintendo and PlayStation kind of had their it's a it's a couple years after but uh nintendo and playstation had their switch from super uh split from super nintendo and ps1 where they were trying to work together to make the nintendo playstation but sony split off and was like no we want to do discs and nintendo was like we want to do cartridges and with Mm -hmm. what you've said about this game and how expansive it is i can see why they would lean towards using discs where you can like have a lot more data but it takes time to load whereas nintendo was like no we want it to be like smaller games but they're like you never wait for it to load it just plays um Mm. i could see them being like we want to make something big we're gonna lean away from the smaller game aspect and lean towards the disc-based system um and go from there because like all the game systems that i listed the ps uh playstation sega saturn xbox 360 all those are disc-based consoles so Mm. it makes sense that they would go for something with a larger storage format and that's gonna be my my headcanon for why they went for playstation and not nintendo i mean almost certainly it looks like they they started developing it for like the the sega 32x and i I have to imagine that's for similar uh reasons that they kind of moved it to the playstation uh it looks like the game was canceled at one point and then brought back up and and things like that yeah um but yeah all of that is to say there a, a lot of things stem from this game just being big and honestly even by modern metroidvania standards it's a pretty big game um (laughs) relatedly uh if you do want to go play this game which i heavily heavily recommend one of my favorite video games of like that time Mm -hmm. um 
you should pl absolutely play most of it without a walkthrough experience it blind it's it's so good at that because there's so many different things to find um and you can you can use them in different creative ways that you wouldn't have necessarily thought of at first um i will say if you get to the end and it feels like a pretty underwhelming ending you're right because that's not the real one and the way you get the real one is kind of hidden you can probably piece it together but if you're if you're really stuck and you're you're not picking up on the the little hints that it's giving you on how to how to get to the real ending mm -hmm. um i would recommend looking that up because that leads to a whole other section of the game a whole other like the the oh. the climb to the true ending of the game uh, which is also like a a really creative part of it. I won't talk about what it is even though it's a really fascinating uh idea uh to to expand the uh the 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 width of this game and the the scale of it. Um yeah. but uh absolutely check that out. Make sure you get you encounter as much of the content as you want to uh and that you that you know is there. Um but absolutely highly recommend um Neat it's a good uh, a good size good long just kind of spooky monster fighting uh platforming game uh and that's why i think you should play this game heck yeah i will definitely check this one out it gives me a place to start on a on a series that i've always wanted to check out and uh i'm, I'm really excited for that i i'm excited to get to check out a, a piece of gaming history uh see where a lot of i always like going back to old games and playing them and seeing the uh where they inspired uh other games and how like the even like direct lifts from old games like uh one thing that i'll get into a little bit more but one of the games that i want to cover is um the first dragon quest game it's yeah. like old old jrpg and like it inspired so much and like specific sounds are directly lifted from that game and put into the original pokemon game like you can like exact they just lifted the sound and popped it into pokemon it's it's really interesting to see how like it it influenced a lot of like early jrpg and how it like has grown from there and i'm excited to kind of get to experience that with this and because i like a lot of modern uh metroidvania games it'll be cool to see some of their inspiration and see where where a lot of the where the modern area is comes from also yeah. with like the tie-ins to as you said dark souls um i i love dark souls <laughs> so freaking much dude i'm it's sorry i keep bringing up dark souls no it's okay like it, it is a touchstone like it genuinely yeah. is like there's so many different things that that FromSoft is really like given us and through those games and the souls like games and uh, that being bloodborne and heck i, I want to get into sekido but we'll talk about that another day um <laughs> and like i i actually have a couple of things i want to talk about there but yeah. uh yeah like it's it's uh really really cool to see like where some of the inspiration for such a, a massive touchstone for modern gaming comes from because it, it genuinely is uh just a, a castle built on itself built on itself to to be punny 
Um, a, a Castlevania built on as well. You can say <laughs> a large sprawling like, castle that's like all over the place and leads to you mm-hmm. to many different rooms, and they all like tie together though. Like it all builds on itself. It all grows through itself, and I find that to be so fascinating. Going back and playing some of the older games. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I I know this isn't directly related, but I absolutely love the bit of lore that it's the same castle every time. Castlevania is the name of Dracula's castle. And it's like this this moving, rearranging, like magically engi- like engineered, futuristic for like historic times, like just shifting building. And that's why it's different every time you enter it. It's that's so cool. it's so goofy and I love that it is, so much. That is silly. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I I feel like this episode is probably getting to the length of the game itself at some point. So we'll go ahead and cut it off. Um, But highly recommended Castlevania symphony of the night. Great game. Everyone's already probably told you that already, but I'm here telling you to go check it out. Um, but, But yeah, thank you all for listening to me talk for that long about why it's good again. Um, and yeah, if you uh, if you want to let us know how this episode went or if you have any ideas for a new one, uh, go check us out online. We're on Twitter at YSPTG underscore pod. Uh, you can um, you can go chat with us there. Uh, leave a review on the episode. Leave a comment. Uh, add us to your to your followed podcasts. Um, we we love it. Yeah. We we really enjoy making this, and if you enjoy listening, we'd love to hear from you because it's uh it's been a blast. I just like to it's cool to know that other people are out there listening to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's so much fun making this, and if uh, this this show exists for the two of us to share our opinions on games, yeah. we we love to hear other people's opinions as well. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, the, consider that a call to action for you. Go go talk <laughs> to people online. Um, but until 100%. you do and until yeah <laughs> uh, until we have our next episode where we can do more of that at you uh, I've been James I've been Allison and we'll see you later bye <laughs>